Welcome to The Outside Story, a podcast that is dedicated to reviewing film and TV shows from an outside perspective. We are three second-generation Asian-American siblings who grew up in Northern California. Before listening to our podcast, we recommend that you watch the film or TV show that is being discussed. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to The Outside Story, a podcast on TV, film, and media from an outside perspective. I'm one of your hosts, Larry, joined by my two co-hosts. Hi guys, I'm Jessica. And I'm Jonathan. And today we will be talking about Parasite, released last year in uh, 2019, directed by Bong Joon-ho. But before we begin, we will start with our latest segment that we introduced um, not too long ago, a few po- podcast episodes ago, um, Sibling Wars. Um, Jonathan, go ahead. Yeah, so this week for Sibling Wars, um, we are or we watched a short film by Wong Fu Productions called A World Away. Um, the reason why I wanted to introduce this or I wanted to share this with you guys was because I feel like, in my opinion, I really like Wong Fu, but I feel like some of their stuff is like, it's like hit or miss, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's either really good, or it's like, okay, that was fine. Like, it's kind of average, you know? Um, and so this one, I felt, was really, really well done, and it was released like, I think like 15 or 16 years ago. Um, uh, what? No, 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 no. Five? It was released in 2014. Five years ago. Five years ago. Six years ago. Yeah, six years ago. Released in 2014. I can't I was like 16 right years ago. I was like, dang, that was like in their college days. <laughs> Five or six years ago. Sorry. I was going to say, what? That's, I'm thinking of like yellow fever and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, five or six years ago. Um, and so I think for its time, it, it does, it's, it, it holds pretty well. Um, so yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else to say. I would just love to to hear what you guys think about it. Okay. Uh, Larry, do you want to go first? Or do you have anything you um, want to say? Uh, no. I have... Uh, what? Do you have anything uh, no, to say? No, I was going to say, yeah, I have some thoughts. But okay. if you have something, go first. Mm, nah. <laughs> uh, I'll say afterwards. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I literally just watched this right before we did this because I forgot. Oh, shoot, we have a sibling war. <laughs> I was like, okay, let me go watch this. What is it? And I was like, oh, Wong Fu? Okay, I wasn't expecting Wong Fu. But I watched it. And I was like, is this like Interstellar? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's kind of like Interstellar, isn't it? Kind of, sort of, not really. Like like the whole like Earth being on like a different outside of Earth in space. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then towards the end... I kind of got a little bored and then I forgot to pay attention to it. <laughs> so like, I had to like rewind and go back. I was like, okay, okay. I was like, focus, let me focus. And I watched it and I was like, okay, like this is interesting. It's kind of has like black mirror ish feel to it. And it straight on reminded me of interstellar for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just with like the whole, I don't know, space thing and being on a different planet or a different having Earth being somewhere else. That's what it reminded me of. And then 
Jason was like, what are you watching? <laughs> I was like, I'm asking myself the same question. Because Wong Food, they don't, from what I've seen, like, they normally don't do stuff like this, right? Right. They it's don't. More, it's really different. Yeah, it's really different. It's more, like, sci-fi-y. And um, it was just different from what I'm, like, mm-hmm. used to from them. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm like, I don't want to crap on them because I love what they do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I like that they're pioneers for, like, the Asian community. Like, so I don't want to crap on that because I think they're doing a good job. And, yeah. you know, they are, like, leading in that way. But f- for some reason, I didn't like this at all. Hmm. Um, I think I think that Wong Fu, they're really, they want, they have good stories but I just don't know if they know how to, like, portray or convey it well through film. Because mm. I feel like sometimes the writing is really cringy or mm. really cheesy. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if it's just their writing and they just can't get it from, like, story to writing. Mm. But, yeah, I'm like, I love the message they're trying to convey or you know the story they want to tell but sometimes i feel like the writing isn't that great Hmm. i'm not saying that i'm the best writer or like a great writer but i feel like i don't know like i don't know their process for like writing and like revisions and having other people look at it before like they decide that they want to you know like film something so like that really yeah, I was just like, okay, I don't know if I really like the writing in this. And I feel like sometimes, like, their writing is a little cheesy, you know, like, in some mm-hmm. of their stuff. I mean, they sometimes they do it purposefully, but sometimes I feel like it is a little cheesy and a little cringy at times. Um, I don't know if it's, like, the way the actors are portraying it or if it's the writing. Like, I honestly, I don't know what it is. Um, but, yeah, and then, like, throughout the, f- the short... Um, when, cause I feel like for like narration, um, like when you're narrating something, especially like memories, it would be, would have been nice for, to see the characters actually flash back to that memory of them being together and not just like one scene of them, oh, of the girl and she is now doing things that they used to do together, but they don't anymore. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. say, I have, I have a memory of us being together at xx location and we were doing this this and that like i think it would have been nice to actually see the flashback instead of just Mm. narrating the whole flashback does that make sense or the whole memory Mm -hmm. yeah that's what i perfect sense yeah yeah because i'm like i don't know i i feel like that happens a lot when you in movies and tv shows when you narrate or think or reflect back on a memory like you always see flashbacks of what was happening yeah and and i think yeah Oh, just just something on that. I I think that like, like, usually though, like in my opinion, like sometimes they use that as like a tool to mask like bad writing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if the writing is bad, then they have to use those kind of like showing mo. They have to like use those like those like clips to like mask over like the really bad writing. I don't you know? think. But then yeah. if it's like, like, like if B-roll? it's like. Like, they're using um, B-roll to mask not the writing? B-roll. Like, I think about, like, you know, those really, those really bad documentaries on TV where, like, you know, they're, like, re, they're reenacting, like, crime stories and stuff like that, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, remember we were watching one and when... Mom and Dad's uh, house. <laughs> yeah. 
and then like it was really bad like the yeah. acting from like the the reenactments were really bad yeah um like i feel like if something is well written then it can captivate it can captivate like the 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 listener in such a way where like where you don't need that you know um like i think of um haunting of hill house and the very very first opening monologue from from the woman who um tells the story of of her seeing her dead husband you know like that like that was so well written and so well acted that like it didn't need a um, like a flashback yeah it didn't need a flashback you didn't need to see it like you could use your imagination to to figure out like what what was happening you know yeah but i feel like for this like without that this all this like the whole film or the whole short seemed very monotonous yeah like the actors and the writing (laughs) they just didn't captivate me like as they did in hill house for sure Mm. um but for this like it was just like uh, i remember watching this i remember watching this when it first came out i I actually liked it then but i don't (laughs) like it now (laughs) because i've seen so much you know you've seen so much more you know in 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 those six six years you see so much more and i'm like you know what i think i've seen way better from them um Mm. And this is just a product of their, this is just a story that they've done way back when, you know, it's just part of their journey. You know, whenever you're uh, in the, in creating something, you always yeah, see you like, wanna you know, create mm-hmm. new things, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And try out new yeah, yeah. things. Cause you yeah. So they're, ex- they're experimenting, yeah. which is, which is great. Um, but like, yeah, this just, what they were trying to go for just did not, was not very captivating. It just, it was hmm. just like, like, what do you, yeah, like, I was huh? like, like, like especially the guy, the guy was so like droning. And, like, his narrating was so, like, dead to me. I'm like, bro, like, I can't even... Like, I had to turn on... Like, I wanted to watch this without subtitles. So I can kind of kind of visually see and hear what's kind of yeah. going on. But, yeah. like, I had to turn on the subtitles. Because it was so hard to understand what they're trying to say. I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? What are you saying? Are you just are you just uh, talking to an audiologue? Are you, tr- are you telling someone else this story? Or are you just uh, reminiscing, thinking about it? Um, it was really hard to kind of tell what kind of direction they were going for when they were narrating these scenes um yeah so i just i just didn't like it just because i just felt like i couldn't understand what was going on i couldn't hear it and so yeah i like i know jess you don't want to crap on wong fu but i will definitely crap on wong fu this time because <laughs> i'm like wong, yeah like, this, is, like, this is one of their yeah this is one of their like, bad, really bad ones this is i was like one. i'll give them grace because it was like what six years ago and obviously yeah. they have improved mm-hmm. but um yeah I was like, I don't hmm. want to crap on them. I like them. And I like what they do, but sometimes, yeah, yeah. I was like, like this wasn't it. Like, I, I, yeah. I had to watch it twice. <laughs> I didn't even want to watch it twice. Like, that's how bad it was for me. I'm like, I don't even want to watch it again, just because I didn't yeah. want to watch it and just try to understand oh, it. It's just no. Yeah. Because no. I was like, is this a love story? Are they broken up? They're not together anymore. I had to, so I had to go back and rewatch it because the first time I got bored and yeah. Hmm interesting yeah. yeah so you guys don't feel I, I i agree that the that the actors like definitely could have been better casted yeah um, like i think that when it comes to narrating something like it's really heavily based on like the voice acting you know and like yeah. the ability to to tell a story with um like an- animation in your voice and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so yeah and and it's hard because um like I feel like you know, as as an actor, if you're an actor, then then you then you act, you know, like you use right. everything. But then yeah. 
for these folks, I, it doesn't feel like they're voice actors, you know? No. It just kind of feels like they're... Yep. They're just mm-hmm. kind of doing their thing. And I don't mm-hmm. think, you know... I don't think these people are, are... I don't think acting is their thing, you know? Yeah. I think I think it was just, like, friends of Wong Fu who, like, you know, who decided yeah. to, you know, help out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, though, Wong Fu does a better job with their casting because people actually want to audition for their roles and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think it, I think it's interesting that you guys um, didn't... I, I felt like the story was okay, you know? Like, yeah, it's definitely a love story, and... And, like, the the title of the short is called A World Away, you know? And it's about, um, like, I don't know. I, I, I got a lot out of it, like, from listening to it, you know? Um, and so I think I think it's uh, it's uh, definitely peculiar, I guess, that when you guys listened to it or watched it, like, you guys didn't get much from it, you know? Like, you had to guess what, what was happening. I was like, it's pretty clear to me, you know, like, what's happening yeah. here. I mean, I knew what was going on, but, like, they just didn't do a very good job, like, <laughs> like showing showing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah. Uh, like, I think... I, it has a very good setup. It has a very good story, very good setup. But, like, just the delivery was just... Just threw me off so bad. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I would have liked it more if they did more. Or, like, yeah. maybe they just did it in another, like, in a direction I just didn't like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that, like, like, the visual effects, for sure, you could tell they're a little dated. Yeah. Oh, no, um, no, no, that was fine. I didn't, like, like, like I didn't even care about that. I just cared about the story. The actual, them narrating, the storytelling was just so yeah. distracting that, like, yeah, like, I know the, the visuals are dated. That's fine. Like, I don't care about huh. that. Yeah. Know? I'm more concerned about, like, what you're trying to say. Like, like even watching, like, um, like, uh, like Asian films, like, like, in China or in Japan, like, they have really bad CGI sometimes. Like, I don't care about that. As long as the story is, like, captivating or still keeping me interested, I don't care how bad it looks, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, I was kind of taking that approach with this short film, too. I'm like, I don't care how huh. it looks. Um, all yeah. I care is about like whether or not I'm interested in what you're trying to say, but I don't know what they're trying to say. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I just I just didn't like it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, that well, that was my. Uh... <laughs> I feel like everything I, feel I like... share with you guys, you guys are like, no, yeah, like, I no. hate it. I mean, <laughs> no, I hate yeah. it. <laughs> Looks like I, I need to go will, and start my own podcast. <laughs> I'm leaving now. Goodbye. <laughs> well, that's, that's the beauty of the three of us having the three of us because we all have different opinions, you know, um, and different tastes. Yeah, and different tastes. I mean, some of us just have better taste than others. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not gonna say who. Far, I'm not gonna say who, but you know. Yeah, you know, some of us have better taste. <laughs> I know. I feel like we've been we roasted. We roasted goat, and now we roasted your sibling war. <laughs> Probably maybe we oh, just gotta pick better stuff. Oh my god, it's true. <laughs> maybe I defend my stuff like so hard. So you know, like I will continue defending whatever whatever it is I bring to this table. <laughs> so oh, funny. Man. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so anyway, 
Um, watch the short film for yourself. It's only seven seven minutes and forty something seconds or something like that. And tell us what you think. Did you hate it like Jessica and Barry, or did you think it was amazing? I mean, I don't think it's amazing to be honest, but it is a short film that I continue to actually go back to, um, and um, it, it, it's a short film that I continue to go back to and and watch every now and then because. I feel like the the style of it works really well for for people who like don't have who, who don't have a high budget, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because all it is is just like it's dependent on the on the writing. It's dependent on the the narration. It's not dependent on like the visuals. Like, yeah, the visuals or, yeah. or what you're necessarily yeah. seeing like mm-hmm. like these are the things that you can actually do for really cheap if you if you're good enough, you know, like if you write well yeah. enough, if you have friends who act well enough, like you can do stuff like this, you know, um, and put it up and, and it's good, you know, um, mm-hmm. or, you know, you can write bad and have, have bad acting friends and <laughs> put it up and it's bad, you know? Um, but I think, I think it's Wong Fu over and over again, like continues to show us that like, small production companies like can do it you know and can put stuff out and um and it could be bad or it could be good you know but it's also all a journey for like artists to continue to um, yeah to to do better and to challenge themselves yeah definitely um i mean oh can i add one more thing i mean i think i definitely think they've like improved a lot like visually um, I don't know if I would say improving writing wise, because <laughs> I mean, look at Yappy. I mean, Yappy wasn't bad, but um, but then I it's saw the one of yeah, it's not the best either. Um, but I just I recently saw one of the their short films that they did. It, um, I think it was it must have been in like Toronto or something where this guy like he's an Uber driver and he like. He meets, picks up this girl who just came back from a job interview. And I'm like, okay, like, visually stunning. It looks great. But writing, I'm like, I still feel like it lacks a little bit. Like, it's, I think it's just the way it's written. It, I don't know, it just, it still sounds a little cringy, but... Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I like think a little they too ha- cheesy. Yeah, like so they've definitely improved like visually, but I feel like they still have a lot of improving writing wise. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, but I love you, Wong Fu. Don't hate us, okay? <laughs> Don't gonna, hate uh, us. All the Wong Fu fan fans are gonna They're gonna are come not, after they're not gonna us. Follow us. Yeah, they're I gonna know, gonna they're gonna us come anymore. after us. <laughs> It's fine. Look what you guys did. It's fine. There's, there's always going to be haters, you know. What can yeah, you do? Yeah, like Larry and Jessica. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I still love them. I'm so proud of them for what they're doing, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't always have to be the biggest fan of everything they do. <laughs> yeah, because, like, yeah. sometimes... But even BTS, you know, sometimes they don't release good songs. I mean, look, look at their, look at, okay, look at their old stuff, like 2013. That stuff was cringy as hell, okay? It, I cannot, like, sometimes I just cannot watch their old music videos. I'm like, okay, skip. I can listen to the song, but I cannot watch the music video. Yeah. Anyway, yep. so, see, see yeah. everyone improves. Everyone improves. Everyone improves. Okay? I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd like to hope so, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yep. yep. That's it okay. for Sibling Wars. Okay. All right. Let's All right. get into Parasite. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Par- uh, as I said before, Parasite was released last year. Um, uh, it's a South Korean film uh, directed by Bong Joon-ho. It won the Palme d'Or uh, unanimously. Uh, recently, I think it won like an ensemble cast award from the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Is that correct? They mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Yep. First foreign language film to ever win mm-hmm. the Best Ensemble. Yes, which I am very, very proud of. I definitely like. I'm glad. I'm glad they definitely deserve it. Um, and it's up for several Academy Award nominations. So uh, if you haven't seen that episode yet, please check it out. Um, and Oscar so, Awards, you mean? Yes, Academy Awards, Oscar Awards. They're kind of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> they just like to crisscross those terms. Um, but yeah, so before we kind of get into talking about like our thoughts, uh, I'm going to give like a quick synopsis of the film. Uh, just to kind of remind all the listeners, the viewers of... Uh, the story and also to kind of keep everyone up to date or yeah up to date with what the story is about okay all right so the story follows the kim family consisted of the father kim ki take the the mother chung suk the daughter ki jun and the son ki woo the four live in a small basement apartment working low-wage odd jobs and they struggle to make ends meet one day ki woo's friend arrives with a parting gift a scholar's rock that is supposed to bring luck and wealth, and his friend tells him he is going to study abroad. He offers Kiwu to take over his job as an English tutor for the wealthy Park family's daughter. When Kiwu is hired, the rest of the Kim family follow his plan to gradually integrate themselves into the Park family's household, posing as unrelated workers. Ki Jun is an art therapist for the Park family's son, Ki Taek is a driver for the Park family's father, and Chung Suk replaces the Park family's housekeeper. The Park family leaves on a camping trip for the son's birthday. The Kims relax and enjoy the luxuries of the house, uh, when suddenly the housekeeper returns to claim something from the basement, revealing a secret bunker man- many families built during the Korean War. In the bunker resides the housekeeper's husband, Gun Se, who has lived there for several years hiding from loan sharks. The housekeeper begs Chung Suk to keep it a secret, until the rest of the Kim family accidentally reveals themselves. The housekeeper threatens to reveal them to the Park family, which leads to a fight. The Park family calls the house, telling Chung Suk they canceled their trip due to the rain and will be returning shortly. The Kims force Gun Se and the housekeeper into the bunker, with Chung Suk kicking the housekeeper down the stairs when she resisted, um, suffering a head injury. When the Parks return, Mrs. Park tells Chung Suk her son was traumatized a few years before when he saw a ghost emerge from the basement. Uh, while the other three are hiding, Mr. Park comments that while Kitek's driving is commendable, he has a very distinct, disturbing smell. The three eventually escape, but find their apartment flooded by the heavy rain. They save what they can, including the Scholar's Rock. The next day, Mrs. Park throws an impromptu birthday party for her son and invites the staff. Kiwoo returns to the basement bunker with the Scholar's Rock, but is ambushed by Gunsei, who strikes at Kiwoo with the rock. Gunsei escapes the bunker and rushes into the party, stabbing Kijong. His appearance triggers the son's traumatic memory and causes a seizure. As Kitek rushes over to stop Kijong's bleeding, Mr. Park yells at him to drive them to the hospital for his son. Kitek tosses the car keys, but it lands under Gunsei and Chung-suk's struggle. 
When Chung Suk kills Gunsei, Mr. Park picks up the car keys but reacts to his stench. Kitake observes this and stabs Mr. Park before fleeing. Weeks later, Kiwu wakes up from a coma. He is sentenced to probation for fraud along with his mother. His sister, Ki Jung, died from her wound. Gunsei's motive was unknown and Kitake is missing. One day, Kiwu goes out to the park farmer's uh, the park former's mansion and observes a flickering light in Morse code. He decodes the message and discovers his father is living in the bunker. Afterwards, Kiwu promises to earn enough money to purchase the mansion and free his father. Oh, so good. <laughs> Such a good film, you guys. Mm-hmm. Such a good film. I thought you were talking about the synopsis. I'm kidding. I know. <laughs> Still, such a such a such a good film. Such a good film. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I, I'm curious how you guys heard about it because I heard about it because I was really craving like really good films to watch last year, um, and so I saw like okay, Parasite seems to be super hyped up. It won like you know Palm Door. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out. And yeah. um, I watched this around the time we were watching The Farewell, um, and so before we filmed. Before we recorded the podcast for The Farewell, I watched this film. And I was like, holy cow, we got to do an episode on this film. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So I'm curious how you guys heard about it. Um, I think I heard about it through Twitter, too, because I follow a bunch of, um, like, magazines, like film magazines and, mm-hmm. like, just things like that. I think it was, like, either The Hollywood Reporter or Variety. Pretty sure it's Variety. And they posted something about uh, the Cannes Film Festival and how Parasite won. I'm like, that was very intriguing. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. a Korean film won like the highest awards. I'm like, and and then I started to check out the rest of Bong Joon Ho's like his um, the films he's done. And I have seen Okja, which is mm-hmm. on Netflix, and I really liked Okja. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Like he did that, so parasite must be good too um so yeah after i think we talked about it i think it was pretty similar to what you're saying larry um i watched it after we watched the farewell Mm -hmm. yeah i watched like it was like a really tiny screen and this i don't even know if the subtitles were correct (laughs) but i'm like i think i get the gist of this film yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's how i heard about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I don't remember how I heard about it, but once I did start hearing about it, I heard about it everywhere. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I know about Bong Joon-ho because he did, um, he did Snowpiercer, um, and Mm -hmm. I really liked Snowpiercer. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and I, I haven't seen Okja. People said that one's, that one's pretty good. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then I heard about Parasite, and people just really, really loved it. And so I was like, okay, cool, I'll go see it. And so it just happened to be playing in, um, oh yeah, and a bunch of my friends here in Seattle, too, were talking about it. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and then, um, and then a bunch of them were gonna go see it, like, um, like, uh, like, uh, like, on opening night, like, on a Thursday or whatever, and then, like, completely sold out. It was only, like, um... Really? Like, yeah, like, completely sold out, like, on the first night. Um, and then, like, I, I saw it, I think, 
um, the following weekend. But even when I went to go see it, the theater was pretty packed. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't have expected like, it to be packed here at Seattle's all. Seattle's a little posh about their films. You know what I mean? Like, they're... Like, I feel like Seattle's a little... Um, pretentious. Yeah, pretentious a little bit. And so, you know, like, okay. Parasite being, like, what it is, like, you know... Like, like a foreign film. These, <laughs> a foreign film, like, having all these, like, great things said about like it. Accolades yeah. and all these things. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's mm-hmm. a pretty big, like, Korean-American um, population as well here. And so I feel like, you know... Ah, uh, okay. Um, a lot of Korean-American folks were also going out to go see it. Yeah, um, it's like when we watch Yemen Four. There's a bunch of like Chinese people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's 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 kind of how I heard about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. All right, so yeah. So let's just jump straight into it. Like, what was your first impressions? Just like watching watching this film, because uh, like for me, I had no idea what to expect. Right? Okay. So yeah. when I when I first picked up this film, I just I just dove right into it. I even watched the trailer. The trailer didn't even make much sense. I'm like, okay, I think the trailer is just like, it, it's so funny because like the trailer they use um, Mrs. Park, like they use her as like a visual, but she's like not even like like she's an important character, but she's not like like part, she's not the main story. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but, she's but, not but the she, fun. Yeah, but she's the visual. You know what I mean? For like a lot of posters or for a lot of like things of the film, like oh that's that's oh. I found that very interesting that marketing did that. Um, but maybe so they were like, trying to like divert people's like attention to her. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, probably. And so like, I was just like, I had no idea what to expect, right? And so I just went in blind, just kind of just kept watching, and kept watching. I'm like, oh, I wonder, wonder where it's going. And then um, the part where they were gonna like leave the house, I thought it was gonna end there. Like, like, after their apartment flood and everything, I thought the film was going to end there. It just looked like a okay ending point. Really? You know? Yeah, me personally. I just thought, oh. like, okay, I could end it there. I could say, like, you know, you can have, like, a little epilogue of what happens, you know. Um, I was okay with ending there, but I just kept going. I was like, oh, my God, the film's just going. <laughs> like, what else is there to do? What else is there to talk about? And then the whole thing happens, you know, with um, with, with um, the guy in the, the bunker, like, leaving <laughs> leaving the basement and like going on a killing spree i'm like oh my god like i was not expecting that at all yeah yeah so, um yeah and then uh i think and then at that point i was just like okay the film is like it's good like i like the film a lot but what really got the film for me was the ending because it's so like vague um you can interpret it in a lot of different ways um, but I like I like my interpretation, <laughs> so um, that's what really that's what really made the film for me. Because like no, no, because like legit, I was watching it and I'm looking at it like no, like I swear, like that that's that's what they're trying to say. That's what that's what he's trying to say. Just because there's so many like film elements to the very last like five minutes, uh, the part where um, Ki Woo wakes up from his coma. There's so many parts in that small little epilogue. Uh, so many different elements that add to it that just make me think that okay i think this is exactly what um the director is trying to say um but it's like so subtle um that i don't think a lot of people might pick it up at first you know um so yeah well, like when i was watching it again the second time i was like for, uh, for for this review i'm like yeah like i'm really excited i was really excited to watch it again um and i still i still love this film this film was really really good yeah I agree. Um, my first impression, uh, I thought it was very clever. Like, the story. The writing was very clever. Um, 
yeah, that was my first impression. I, I went in kind of blind too. I, like, I think I watched the trailer once, but the, I kind of didn't really pay attention to the trailer because mm-hmm. then I read afterwards that, oh, don't watch the trailer. I'm like, oh, it's too late. <laughs> I already watched it. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't really pay attention to it. So I kind of went in blind too. Um, and yeah, I was just so intrigued. Like the storyline, like I didn't know where I was going and like how like the family kind of just like inserted themselves into the like the, the park family was so clever mm-hmm. um writing wise and then at, towards the end like everything just took a turn and I was like oh my god what is happening and then the ending I'm like I don't we'll talk about the ending but yeah. like the ending was just really like heart-wrenching because you're like oh man like it like you don't you what you wanted to happen like what they were like kind of like revealing or showing like you wanted that to happen for like the son to like save his dad but like but then they it goes back to the son at his apartment at their like really their basement apartment and you're like dang <laughs> you're just like all like you feel like all hope is like lost so, yeah, those are kind of my first impressions of the film. Hmm. What about you, Jonathan? What did what are your thoughts? Um, I thought that the movie was like way too overhyped for me. Like people were saying all these things about it and saying all this and then I came out like after I watched the film I was like, yeah, that was good, you know? Like really good film. But then like I think just having everybody color my expectations for it was was too it was too much, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I, I would have liked it better if I if nobody told me anything about it and then I just went in and saw it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like I didn't know anything about the film uh, going in. I didn't want to look up the story or anything like that. Um, I knew the only thing I knew about it was that it was about classism. That's the only thing I knew. Um, about the film going in um but yeah first impressions i thought it was i thought it was a really good film i thought it was really well done um yeah that's all my thoughts okay okay so here's one thing because i remember when i first mentioned the film title name to you jonathan parasite you're like you think i'm talking about the japanese one i'm like no i'm not talking about the japanese anime parasite (laughs) or the live action adaptation of it I'm talking about, you know, the Korean film Parasite. Uh, so, mm-hmm. why do you guys think it's called Parasite? Because uh, even mm-hmm. I, I don't have I don't have the greatest answer to this question either. So. I'm I mean, like if you think about it, like scientifically, like what a parasite does to a host, like it kind of just like someone can correct me if I'm wrong because science is not my my best subject, <laughs> but like it kind of just like hooks on to like something you know like it needs a host host. it needs Mm -hmm. something to like leech onto Mm -hmm. um so i kind of think that's why it's called parasite um someone can correct me if i'm wrong or if someone else if they have a different opinion like they can um tell me or say it but um yeah i think that's kind of what it is because like what you see in the film is like the parallels between the rich and the poor you know what i mean and one needs the other you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like without the poor like the rich people don't have people to work for them and then same without the rich people like you the poor doesn't 
doesn't they don't have companies to work for or work in so they kind of like need each other and so yeah with like the son going into like going in for this job and then realizing like oh this person needs something else like mm-hmm. why don't i insert and recommend someone i know to also like latch on to this thing that we need which is money basically mm-hmm. to survive i don't know maybe i'm just rambling on i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I agree. I think, I think the film is called Parasite because, you know, like the, the Kim family kind of represents, um, this, um, like this idea of, of parasites that need like a host, you know? Um, and the Park family ends up being that host for them. Um, and like Jessica said, in, in nature, um, like parasitic relationships are sometimes symbiotic in that like both parties benefit from, um, the the parasitic, yeah, they benefit from the parasitic relationship. And so, and I think that that's kind of like one criticism of classism in, in this film is that like, you know, like this is what class, this is what, sorry, not cap, not classism, capitalism. It's a criticism of capitalism in that, it's saying that this is what capitalism does to people. It like turns us into parasites um, in that like we like start to depend on one another, you know, um, in almost unhealthy ways, you know. Um, and we kind of see that also with um, the when they when they got rid of the housekeeper, the original housekeeper in the film, mm-hmm. um, like it's as if only it's as if um like the host could only have like one parasite group of parasites with them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like they, they couldn't, like they weren't satisfied with the, with the, the son, the, the daughter and the dad working for, they wanted all of them in. And in order to do that, they needed to push off the other parasites so that they could give space for, um, for their, the, the mother to come in and, and work as the housekeeper. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it's just kind of this kind of like sad sort of like reality, um, that like, um, that there's only so many hosts, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, and, and, and the poor folks as parasites kind of have to find that. And if they can, if they can't ever find that, then, um, then there's almost no way they could survive, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I Um, think that's what's called parasite. Yeah. And just to kind of continue off that idea it's also interesting how like um gunsei you know the the man in the bunker like housekeeper's husband yeah if anything he was the more true parasite because he didn't really do anything for the park household but he legit just like you know was there and ate their food and all those things right and i guess the idea behind the kim's family like why they're considered parasites is because they never really offered anything of value most of it was just bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because Kimu yeah, didn't really know English that well to really tutor. And Jessica just, wasn't yeah, an Jessica actual wasn't really, art therapist. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, and I guess, well, the father did drive, but it wasn't like... Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I guess the housekeeper and, you know, the mom and dad did probably do a little more. But everyone else, they were just, you know, um, you know, it, it was just like they were just faking it most of the time. Um 
But yeah, but like also how like they kicked out the housekeeper in a way they're almost trying to kick out like they weren't really sure what to do with Gunsei, but I'm pretty sure they were going to kick him out too. You know what I mean? Um, because they didn't want him uh, in that environment with them. You know, because like this this is their host. This is who who they're this with. Is, this is theirs now. Yeah, this yeah. is theirs now. They're, they're like they don't want anyone threatening it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because uh, they don't want to get caught basically or called out. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I I wanna talk a little bit about what you said larry about like how the the two kids didn't really offer anything like to the family Mm. i don't know if that's particularly true i feel like i feel like credibility wise yes like they don't have their credentials you know what i mean like like the son doesn't have like he's not a real college student and and the daughter she's not a real art therapist but then the son like i feel like all the part of or mostly what the mom hired hired um like the son for was to just be like there to kind of keep her daughter company you know what i mean like at the very beginning of the film when his friend comes to talk to him about it he's like oh yeah like you know like she doesn't care if like you're smart or need all these things like she's a very simple person you know and it's Mm -hmm. like oh yeah she's simple and so like when when even when he auditioned for or not auditioned. Uh, interviewed. Sorry, interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interviewed for the um for for the tutor position. Like like the mom wanted to sit in on the lesson, and he literally just told her like a like um like a test taking strategy. Like it wasn't even like anything about English. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. just because he's taken like you know, the entrance, entrance exams, like, four times or whatever, you know, like, he knows how to do it, I, I would say mm-hmm. that he did offer that, you know, he offered that, and then he offered his presence as, like, you know, as like a, a companion, tutor, like, yeah, yeah, companion, and then, of course, it gets to a very unprofessional, like, level, but, <laughs> like, um, but, like, that was why he was hired, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. even to tutor, it was just to be a companion and to, to make sure she was doing her, or studying and stuff like that you know and then keep her busy like, yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then the the daughter um quote jessica you know like she is the smartest out of like all of the all of the family and so yeah. like i feel like it was the society and the culture that they lived in that like made it so that she couldn't go remember at the beginning when she was making all the graphic design stuff mm-hmm. and then her dad was like oh like do they have like a major or an art or like a thing for like, for, like forgery forging? Or yeah for like forging forgery and stuff like that because like like you would totally do well and like it's true she's very talented she's very smart she she knows she like thinks on her feet and so it's like it's just it's just the situation that she's in that doesn't right. allow her to like be able right. to pursue that right whatever like, it could be her. Higher right. education, she doesn't have whatever. the credentials. Yeah, she doesn't have the credentials, but she's able to still like, like still again be there for like the youngest son. Something that like the mom is not even there to do. You know, it's almost as if she's trying to hire them so that she doesn't have to be a mom. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that I think that that's what they offer. You know, even though it's like kind of done in this like dark comedy sort of way, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, right. But I think I think that is still true that that they offered their companionship to. Yeah. to that family and to those kids. Mm-hmm. I I kind of have a comment on the thing you just said about the mom like just hiring them because like she didn't want to be a mom. Like I I get I get that, but then I thought it was also very interesting how they portrayed the family um like the 
like the Park family because they're you know they're rich, and most portrayals of rich families like I feel like parents are always off and distant and doing their own thing and never with the fan with the kids. But I feel like with the youngest son, like they played with him, they like. Um, you know, all the shenanigans that he would do, the crazy stuff he would do around yeah. the house, like they would mm-hmm. be okay with it and they were like, they would actually like play with him or like be into it, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, and like let him do it, which is, I thought was very surprising to see on screen. Like I didn't think they were gonna like show something like that. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. So I, I kind of, I, I get what you're saying with like, you know, her hiring people to kind of, um, be there like be there but yeah i also thought it was interesting how they portrayed the family as almost kind of like a loving family even though i mean the 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 older daughter she's a teenager teenage angst whatever you know like that's normal (laughs) that's normal so i was just like okay whatever but yeah especially with the youngest son i was just really surprised that they did that Hmm. yeah Yeah, i I would definitely agree that i think that that the dad tries his best to do that yeah. you know yeah because he was like you know playing with them they were on the walkie talkies and you know like yeah they, they like played and stuff like that but i yeah. don't i feel like the mom like doesn't even try like, yeah that's just me like yeah i feel like the mom wasn't even like playing with him really you know she yeah. was more like annoyed that he was the, the way he was and yeah that's like, true she, she cared like about like his like trauma and like she cared about like what was happening and stuff like that yeah i almost felt like she was almost doing it for herself you know Mm -hmm. like it's like she didn't want her son to be like that because she didn't Mm -hmm. want to have a son like that you know and maybe it's just like the asian in me that's like watching this and yeah you know and seeing that you know it's like oh i don't want my son to be someone who has trauma and like is crazy and stuff like that you know um and so, like, that's yeah, just kind of what I that. saw. Yeah. Yeah. But the dad, for sure. I feel like the dad kind of did try to yeah. play with him and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But the mom, she was, like, freaking sleeping in the backyard. You know? <laughs> she was, like, sleeping in the backyard. The housekeeper had to, like, wake her up, you know? <laughs> like, like, what is that even, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, like, if she has a housekeeper, then what is she doing around the house? You know right. what I mean? She's like, because like, she doesn't have a job. Nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, and her kids and, are in, in school, supposedly, so... Yeah, oh, I, we don't know about the youngest, but... Yeah, like, I don't know about the youngest. Yeah, like, in the very beginning, like, he was just in his room, and she wasn't... She was sleeping outside, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and she wasn't even playing with him or trying to, like, interact with him, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, she, like, cared more about her dogs. <laughs> yeah. Was it, like, during <laughs> summer or something? Could uh, that explain You that? mean, like, the movie? Yeah, which would explain why the son didn't really go to school, why the daughter didn't really have school, but she still studied. But you know then, I mean? then the guy's friend, the son's friend, he went abroad. Yeah, yeah, to study. I don't know, yeah, but then you true. could you can go abroad for a semester, for yeah. like so. I don't know. I had a feeling mm-hmm. that he was going to be abroad until he was done with school. Yeah. Yeah, I feel oh. like that was. Yeah, because it oh, didn't seem okay. like he was going to come back until he was done with school. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and and plus, it's, it's hard. It's hard to figure out the time of passage. You know how long they were there. Yeah, um, because it does snow, so it just totally <laughs> throughout my yeah, summer. It does theory. snow. At the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally it's probably my summer like theory. beginning of fall. Yeah, maybe. When it starts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That probably makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. 
Because if he's if the friend is going away to school or study abroad, yeah, yeah, and then it yeah. starts yeah. to rain, and then it snows later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, continuing forward, uh, this film is also advertised as like a dark comedy, uh, and there's a lot of aspects to that, which I thought was pretty funny, like like how how they did it, but like it, you know as as the connotation of a dark comedy is, it's very like grim, um, and I think the biggest evidence of that was the scene where they're trying to get rid of the housekeeper um the whole plan is it almost felt like a heist plan what they were trying to do to kind of get rid of her um which was like really really funny because they're all talking about how they're planning about it um mm-hmm. so i was curious like what what are some of your things you guys liked about like the dark comedic aspect of this film um on the thing that you were talking about with them trying to get out the housekeeper Mm-hmm. I felt like that was probably the best montage that I've ever seen in a film period. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I just want to commend Bong Joon-ho for like, even being able to like film and think of and write like such a, such an amazing montage. Um, because I mean, like it, it didn't even click to me that it was a montage until it was done, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, because it just like it just happens kind of so seamlessly. You're just kind of like, okay, 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 and it's like, oh my gosh, that was a montage because now the now the mom's working, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and they didn't have to go through like and film like you know every single thing. Like they just quickly did it and showed us through like um, like the peaches and showed us through like um, like through like the the scene where like the dad is like. Um, talking to the Mrs. Park and trying to explain mm-hmm. to her that she that the housekeeper has tuber- tuberculosis and mm-hmm. and then he's also saying it he's also practicing it in their mm-hmm. basement home you know yeah it's just like that that seamless like going back and forth and like and 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 stuff like that like I think it's just it was just a fantastic montage so yeah like that that kind of like dark comedic aspect um, worked really well for. For that particular um, montage, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so too. Um, I'm like trying to trying to remember what I think, what I liked. I think that was probably like one of my favorite parts too. Just like how you kind of see like everything unfolding, like first the son, now the sister, then the dad, and then the mom. Like, I just really liked that flow of like content or that continuation of Mm -hmm. like you seeing them integrating themselves into the family Mm -hmm. um yeah and then and then there are like parts where like um like a few parts that like creeped me up was like kind of funny too was when the mom mrs park um she was retelling the memory of like her son like and his traumatic experience with the quote-unquote ghost and you know and then you see like his eyes pop up you're like oh my god but then it's also like kind of funny too yeah yeah. i don't know so it's like creepy but funny but weird at the same time Mm -hmm. yeah it's just all these like weird emotions so yeah yeah Yeah. um so uh the, the the thing with uh the housekeeper was that she didn't she was allergic to peach fuzz so she would get like socially like having coughing fits um mm-hmm. 
and so that's how that's the montage how they how they kicked her out basically but it was really funny how they brought it up again when they were fighting you know how um, <laughs> yeah when they were yeah out. they like grabbed yeah. the bag of peaches yeah. in the fridge she started <laughs> rubbing it all over <laughs> yeah that was really really funny i was like oh man i remember that <laughs> so it was like yeah. funny but also like really sad i'm just like yeah. oh my gosh this lady could die you yeah. know <laughs> or it's or even like when the the old housekeeper and her husband like they finally came up from the 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 basement because they had like quote unquote leverage of like the the Kim family of them doing basically bullshitting their way through mm-hmm. getting jobs like mm-hmm. and then making them stand in the corner with their hands up which was so <laughs> funny oh, that was so funny because I make my kids do that in timeout <laughs> I was just like oh look they're in timeout they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> and then like you just see them like talking like the housekeeper the old housekeeper and her husband just talking like massaging him and doing all these weird things i was just like oh, okay <laughs> so like that part was also like funny in a way yeah 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 and there yeah. was some like cultural comedy stuff happening there too because at that time like the the old housekeeper she was also imitating like a north korean like newscaster. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so it was really like I was like, oh yeah, like that's probably really funny to like South Korean folks, but like I've never seen a North Korean forecaster or North Korean yeah. like newscaster, and so I can't, mm-hmm. I, I can't yeah. really laugh that much at it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, sure, that's funny, but yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> like I like the thing is like I don't obviously like there's there's tension between North Korea and South Korea, but like I never know like how bad it is because. Obviously, well, they're making fun of them in this film. So, mm. like, I always wonder, like, if North Koreans will ever see this film and think, like, oh, they're making fun of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I think like, yeah. North Koreans will ever watch this. Yeah, film. I don't. No, nothing I don't ever think gets so in there. But, but yeah, just the, just I'm like, I don't know. Like, I would kind of be scared to be making fun of North Korea. <laughs> I mean, they talk about the 30th parallel all the time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, anyways. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, now the ending. Uh, as I said before, the ending was what made the film for me. I thought it was a good film. Then the ending made it to a great film. Um, Yeah, so, what did you guys think of the ending? Because uh, it does a lot of throwbacks to, like, Morse code. Um, because uh, throughout the film, uh, the Kim family, uh, the father, he mentions that he learned Morse code, I think, as... I think he did mention it, right? He knew. Do you know a little bit? I or did he just learn son. it? No. The son. Oh, it was the son. The son okay, was okay. a Boy Scout or something. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That's, that's why it's confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so, um, so basically, in the basement bunker, there is a light switch that you, you can hit, and uh, throughout the film, Gunsei's been hitting the light to type into Morse code to pay his respects to Mr. Park. Um, respect! And, and, respect! <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and so, uh, the father, or Kim Ki-Take, he, he does the same thing, and he's, he does Morse code, because he knows his son knows Morse code, so he does the same thing to kind of type out a letter, uh, for his son, to kind of explain everything. And it's a really, really long letter, like, I can't even imagine <laughs> typing that in Morse code, I'm like, what the heck? Do I you know, type like, out, every like, night... Every single night yeah. he was doing it, yeah. And then he'd even, and it has been weeks later. You know what I mean? Since since he since the sun uh, since Kiwu woke up from his uh, coma, um, and so 
Yeah, so I think the first part, I guess the first part of the ending I wanted to address or the epilogue was um, him waking up and laughing, you know? Um, yeah. I thought, I thought that was really, really funny. Uh, just because, like, it's a lot of, like, irony. Like, like throughout the whole film, uh, I guess Kiwoo's always had this idea of, like, if, if you... Like, there's always a look you've always had to have when you were, like, a doctor or a detective or whatever, right? And that's the look that the Parks family had, you know what I mean? Like, there's this look of prestige, this look of wealth and status. And then when he sees, like, the nurse or the doctor and he sees the detective, he's like, what the heck? Like, they're so, they're so normal, you know? I was like, why was... And so, like, I guess in Kiwi's head, he was thinking, like, why was I thinking that there was something so special about these people? Like, they're not special. They're just normal like me. And so the whole time he was just laughing and I just... I finally understood that the second time I was watching it, I finally understood that. I'm like, oh, that's why he was laughing. Because, like, I thought to myself, too, like, yeah, that is pretty ironic. That is pretty funny. Because for the whole almost two hours, you're you're thinking kind of the same thing, too, you know, of, of this kind of uh, mindset that you might think that, hey, you know, uh, these people, uh, because of their status, because of their wealth, they have to look a certain way or they are this certain way. And then you see that and it's completely different, you know. Um and it just kind of makes him think that you know maybe maybe everything I did was just it didn't really matter at that point, um, and so yeah, I thought it was it was a little a little sad but a little like funny at the same time, you know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of what dark comedy can kind of do. Um, makes you laugh at the situation, but makes you really think about like you know what it what it is and what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like I said, the ending. When he does Morse, when the father does Morse code to his uh, to his son, um, I thought that was, I thought that was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful monologue. Um, just him, just the father narrating to his son, like you know, this is what's going on, this is what's happening, this is what I felt like I had to do, um, and then the son kind of responding. Uh, see, it, it's weird. I'm not too sure if the son's responding like in a letter or like in his head, um, but. Uh, I thought it was really, uh, I guess it took me off guard because it was snowing that day when he was, when the son was thinking about it. Um, but then the father thought back, you know, like, like throughout this whole time, you kind of see like a visual montage, right? Of like, you know, of the father saying like, you know, when, but I know one day, um, when, you know, when you're here, I'll, I'll, I'll get up from the basement and I'll see you there. You know what I mean? That's so hopeful. That's so like, uh, um, if it ended there, I would have been like, okay, it's going to be like a really happy ending. You know, you're going to think that's a happy ending. And then it flips over to the sun. Um, and he's like, in the, he's still in the basement. It's still very dark, uh, very snowy. And he, re- he responds back like, yeah, dad, I'm going to get you out. I'm going to do whatever I can to get you out. And it just ends there. And I thought to myself like, yeah, like, it's sad because I don't think, I don't think the sun's ever going to be able to get it. I don't think the sun's ever going to get the mansion to free his dad. Right. Um, right. And that's like the real sad part of the film and the whole thing you know because mm-hmm. kiwu mentions in his letter to his dad like you know i'll have a plan i'm gonna get you out but we saw what happened when he planned it out right we saw what happened in the whole film when he planned things out it just never never went the right way you know what i mean um and yeah that's just yeah that that ending definitely like broke me a little bit i'm like oh that hits you right there in the feels so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. what do you guys think um, I, uh, I kind of felt the same way like you did with, um, the ending. Um, I thought it was weird that they only got probation. I mean, I guess 
they only got probation for like fraud and like maybe something uh, something else. But I was really surprised that they just got let off on probation. Like I don't know how the justice system works in South Korea. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, like I was like, if you did something like that here in the states, would you get jail time? You think? Hmm. I, I guess maybe. it depends on the severity of it. They didn't really like. They didn't like swindle money or yeah, like that's you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, they were doing things extreme. Yeah, that's what the I whole think. context of the situation too. Like it just feels unfair if I was the judge of that case mm-hmm. to put them in jail. Like it's yeah. just like they just lost their their their, their sister daughter. slash daughter. Yeah, they just went through this traumatic thing. Like I I wouldn't have made the punishment any more severe than it needed to be. You know? Yeah, like it's just mm-hmm. it just seems cruel. Yeah, to, to do that's that. true. Yeah, yeah. I saw. So I yeah, I thought it was interesting that they got off on probation. Like, but then again, you kind of see the timeline, and I feel like, like from when like the son got his job to like all the stuff that happens in the end, I'm like, could that have just been like a week, <laughs> right? Like, could could everything would could have happened within a week, a span of a week? You mean from the son? The son getting his job to like the like the um the daughter like die and then the dad like killing Mr. Park. Oh, um, I don't know. Cause I feel like it happened really quickly. Mm. I mean, like obviously you don't know unless yeah. they tell you the timeline. But I don't know, maybe like yeah. a week or two. Um, probably. I want to say at least a month. I you don't think, think so. It, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say oh, at least a yeah, month. That's I don't true, think it was that because, quick. Yeah, yeah, because then like the son's birthday and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they would have talked about that way before earlier. You yeah, know what I mean, they would have mentioned to Jessica saying like, "Oh, hey, you know, uh, Day Song's birthday is soon, this weekend or, or something." Yeah, yeah, yeah they would have mentioned it, but they never did. Yeah, that's I'm true. I say at least a month. Yeah, I'd say at least a month. That, yeah. that makes more sense. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, anyways, like the ending. So that was interesting, like, the probation, and then, was he, like, smiling when he went to visit his sister's grave, or, like, his... Yeah, he was laughing. Yeah. He was yeah, laughing. He was laughing because he just mm-hmm. felt like, I, I think he felt like, uh, it was just, like, he felt like maybe he deserved it. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Or, like, in, in its irony. He yeah, like, like, he, he they brought it upon themselves mm-hmm. because, like, he started it by, right. like, planning mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um trying to think of what else um yeah i mean similar to you it's just really sad towards the end i'm like oh like you see like a montage of his plan like panning out and then like and then it goes back to him in his basement apartment and you're just like damn (laughs) Mm -hmm. like i don't think this will happen like who knows if it will if it does it's gonna take years Right. years um mm-hmm. who knows what ha- will happen to his dad by then and um i feel like a thing that we didn't really mention throughout our podcast is the rock the, the you know the scholar rock the the yeah, yeah. La- the landscape mm-hmm. rock that they his yeah. friend gave him in the beginning which mm-hmm. i thought was like a really odd thing to give someone mm-hmm. <laughs> which is really yeah, I, I mean i think it's a cultural thing it I'm is sure i think it is a, it, yeah yeah because it means like wealth and um I think wealth and something and fortune or good luck yeah, or something. yeah 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 something like yeah. that so e- even culturally it's actually a very awkward thing to give somebody really um, 
Yeah, like Bong, I think Bong Joon-ho talked about it. Um, he was talking about, like, how everybody in Korean culture knows what those, like, rocks are, but nobody uh-huh. really gifts it to you. Like, it's a oh. very weird gift to receive. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's also part of, like, the... It's part of the the comedic aspect of it, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, like, weird, funny, awkward. And then, like, when the son receives it, he's like, oh, it's so metaphorical, you know? Yeah. And that's, like, one of the things that he keeps saying over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whenever he's in a situation, he's like, oh, this is so metaphorical, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it was part of the comedy thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, like, the fun... Yeah. Like, the one thing I... Me- I- I noticed again when I watched it the second time I was after they received the rock like the mom was like scrubbing it and washing yeah. it yeah. I was like what the heck I was like yeah, that's was so funny. Asian <laughs> 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 to like want to keep it shiny or like I don't know clean, yeah, clean or something yeah. and then I think towards the end of the film like the son puts it back in the water right yeah he puts mm-hmm. it back in the river he puts it back in the river okay he I does? didn't yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah. I totally missed I didn't, that. I, I didn't understand the significance of that, but I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Like, he put it back in the water. Yeah. It might be him. It might be showing us that, like, maybe he's letting go of it, you know? That's like, true. he's letting yeah. go of, like, this idea that maybe he could be, you know, like, rich or whatever. So it's, like, again, that whole irony thing where, like, he has this plan or whatever, but really he's also letting go. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on the ending. It's just really sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Jonathan? Um, I really want to be hopeful, but the more I watch it, the more I realize that it's not happening. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I yeah, really but... want it too. Trust me, I really. Yeah, want it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like really rooting want... for them, like throughout the whole <laughs> film. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, you just think about like the issues of like so and like social classes and it's just like you want the you want them to be able to achieve their dreams and their goals and to be right be able to take care of their family and things like that so that's why yeah it's just it's just really sad yeah 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 and yeah and so like i think at first i was like oh yeah like it's it is hopeful like you know something could happen but i don't know like it's just i think it i think it's just trying to show us, like, the reality of it, you know? Um, that as long as, like, there is this sort of, like, capitalism thing happening, then, like, then there is almost really no hope for, like, um, like poor people, you know, to, like, climb up the ladder and stuff. Yeah. Um, that, like, this kind of symbiotic, parasitic relationship is just going to have to continue to... Like that's the only way, you know, to um, to really survive in the um, in in that in, in in a culture that really values class and um, capitalism, you know. Um, yeah, so I think it's really sad. I, I think that it's also really interesting this whole idea of like you know like plan no plan, you know, um, thing in the film. Um, I think it's really sad that like um, the 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 dad like. You know, like, they were they were in the school gym, like, after their house had flooded, you know? And the son was asking the dad, like, Hey, Dad, like, you said you had a plan about what you were going to do about the basement people. Like, uh, like what's your plan? You know? And then the dad has this um, dialogue 
about or monologue really about like how the best plan is no plan and um and and it's, it's, it's interesting to see that like that's that's the dad's answer right whereas like the son's answer like um is is just kind of this like it's like yeah but but i think we should always have a plan you know and i think they could represent like kind of like different um like reactions or ways to feel like or to to different like ways that people react to like how to get out of the you know out of that system and stuff you know Mm -hmm. um but like I, i just i just don't i just think that it's sad that like that that's the case that 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 there is no way you know um yeah yeah i mean i think overall the ending is what it is um and i really wanted to be hopeful but i also understand that like it's painted in such a way that it's not um and that it just kind of shows us it's not trying to give us a redeeming storyline it's just trying to show us the reality of life you know um Mm -hmm. And so, and I think, I think that that's fine. Um, yeah. And there's also kind of one more thing that I wanted to, um, say about the ending part where, not the epilogue, but like where the, the, the party, um, Mm -hmm. when the, when the, when the dad, not Mr. Park, but, um, um, the Kims, um, Mr. Mr. Kim, Kim. he, um, he like has that moment where like he like switches. Um, yeah, something when, turns in his brain yeah, because something, something breaks, it, because right. it pushes him over the edge. Right, right. Yeah. Um, my um, one of my pastors was talking to me about this movie, and he was talking about um, how that moment is like the the perfect depiction of the idea of Han, and. Um, I learned about Han when I was in seminary and Han is this like Korean, it's like a Korean culture thing that came out of like the oppression of, um, of Japanese, um, on, on Korean society. Um, but it's this concept of like very, very strong emotion, um, that can like manifest in like resentment or grief or anger or something like to, to that effect. And, and, and it, time and time again, like, Han continues to show up in, like, Korean film and Korean, um, like, kind of, like, pop culture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, when he, when he mentioned that, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah, like, that's, that's, like, such a, a like, a, a really good depiction of it. Like, I didn't even realize it, again, because... Uh, I'm not Korean, so that's yeah. not the first thing that came to me. But, like, mm-hmm. when he said it, I was like, oh, my gosh, yes. And so, um, yeah, like, um, Han is also a thing that, like, Korean Christian theologians also, like, write a lot about. Um, Interesting. In, like, yeah, in that, like, um, like kind of talking about how, like, God, um, like, is kind of like the, like, kind of like the, almost like the keeper of Han, you know? And God is, like, kind of this, 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 um, almost like an answer to how, how to deal with Han, you know? Um, and so I think that, I think that's really interesting and, and that, um, and that Han showed itself again or showed itself in this film. Um, and yeah, I I I was just like, oh yeah, like that's really cool. And so I was just kind of watching for it again the second time. And and I, I thought that it was a really, it's almost like a really good, like perspective into Korean culture and the ways in which, um, 
like Korean expression, you know, um, kind of um, brings itself out. It's always mm-hmm. like we don't have like a, we don't have like a like a frame of reference, right? A frame or, of reference yeah. or like a phrase to like understand what that feeling is or 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 how how to even you know think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think that it was it was like a really good like like the whole film just like pushes towards that moment point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, because I feel like. Um... If, like, I feel like if Mr. Park didn't, you know, plug his nose, yeah. like, and, like, if he didn't do that, he would still be alive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, ever, like, the ending would have been totally different, but, like, he did that, and that just, you saw that pushed him over the edge, and I was like, okay, that's the last straw, like, this is it, like, I'm tired of you, like, you know, looking down on us and thinking you're better than us and things like that, but, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I... Yeah, and also it just showed that Mr. Park just didn't really care, um, mm-hmm. like about them. Like even though they worked for him, he didn't care that that Jessica was on the floor, you know, with the stab wound. Yeah, and, her. and the thing you know is, I mean? like, like yeah. I feel like nothing happened to his son. His son just passed out. No, he was having he a seizure. seizure. Oh, was, was he having a seizure? Yeah, oh, I thought he just seizure. passed yeah, out. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't then, see um, that. I must have missed and then, it. And then Mrs. Park mentioned how, like, the first time. Uh, Day Song had it, like he uh-huh. had a seizure too, and they oh. had to get in the hospital within like 15 minutes or something. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's why they I were must, so like panicking. Must have not paid yeah. attention to that part, but yeah, I thought he was like, mm-hmm. "What? He just fell down. He just passed yeah. out, didn't he?" No, yeah, no, I, I missed it the first time around too. <laughs> oh, then okay. the second time around, I was like, "Oh, he is having a seizure." Yeah, oh, okay. So he definitely needs to go to the hospital. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, like, and I think. For some reason, even if I felt like he, like he, like to Mr. Parks, like unknowing, like he didn't know, like they were all family. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so he wouldn't understand that why he, why uh, Mr. Kim was trying to help help Jessica on the floor. Um, but at the same time, like you know, like they they work for you. Like I understand how important it is for you to have you know take care of your son, but it's like like someone just died there <laughs> you know what i mean yeah someone uh, and, and, and like okay, yeah, yeah, and usually in situations like that everyone like someone would try to stop the killer you know what i mean but the only one who was trying to stop him was like actually no no never mind no i take that back I take that back that's not true um a lot of people would just kind of run run from the situation um yeah. and i think that's just normal um yeah and so the only people that were involved was just like you know the mom um, and, and like, oh man, when, when the sun got knocked out and then couldn't say threw the rock on him, I was like, oh, like oh, that. I had to, I had to look yeah. away. I couldn't. Yeah. I was, I was like, like, I had oh, to look man, away. That, that definitely like would have killed him. <laughs> yeah. Both times that, I, I, I for, I for sure thought he was dead. I was me like, too. Okay, he's I thought dead. he was dead too. Dude, yeah. that rock yeah. would kill anyone. What yeah. <laughs> or at least do a lot of you know, brain damage yeah, to you. Yeah. So, and then, and then the daughter comes in with him on his back. I was like, girl, you that strong? I was like, I don't <laughs> think so, man. You are not that strong. I was like, I cannot carry Jason on my back. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she just had like a rush of like, I don't know, adrenaline or something. But I was yeah. like, girl, that is For fake. her lover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was one thing that was really funny about the film too, was that, um, was that um, Chung Sook took the a sausage skewer and <laughs> killed him with oh. it? <laughs> that was really funny. With the sausage still on there, all the food, yeah, and then the dog just... comes and like eats. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. that was funny. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it oh. was so sad when 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 Ki Jong died, uh, when Jessica died. I was like, oh, like mm. that was just so sad. Like I, I had a feeling that was gonna happen, but yeah. it was just really sad, a sad moment. Yeah, I also I think I feel the most for the the old housekeeper actually. Like I think I think I feel the most for her because she, like when when she died, it was super sad. Like she was like trying to free her husband, you know, from yeah. like the from the thing and then she's like oh i can't i can't help you i'm so dizzy i don't know why i'm so dizzy i can barely see you i'm just like oh my gosh that's so sad you know like she had gone there trying to basically free him and then now she's like gonna die because of it you know yeah so i just i just thought that was so sad um i think i think that was for me like i mean i for sure i was sad when jessica died but i think more sad when the old housekeeper died because she just was just kind of like a she was kind of like in the same position as like you know Mm -hmm. as the kims like basically just trying to work and survive and provide yeah Yeah. i feel like she was in a worse situation than the than the kims because yeah the kims didn't have loan sharks coming after them yeah like when the when house when the old housekeeper came back and she had like all these injuries on her and stuff i was just like oh shit like that's so real you know like People are trying to get money back from her and she doesn't have it anymore because she lost her job. Like, that's just, that's just so real, you know? Like, like, like literally any of us, like, if we lose our job, like, we could be in the same position, you know? Yeah. As she is because, like, I have all this debt that I need to pay, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so does a whole bunch of other Americans, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, like we just have all this stuff, um, and, and all this kind of, like, debt that's, like, behind us that, like, if, if we just lose our jobs, then we kind of lose everything, you know? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it was just really sad to see that, um, that she was a victim of, of, of that. That, yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, something else that came to mind when you said that was, um, you know, when it was raining and then they go home and they, they see that their house is basically, like, underwater and then you see the dad, like, trying to grab, like, things that, you know, are, like, that are valuable. But, like, you know, being in that type of situation and being, like, I guess, like, poor, like, it's almost like, what do you even have to, like, save? Mm-hmm. And, like, he didn't have much to save, which was really sad to, like, think about. Yeah. And, like, you see, like, him saving his wife's, like, medal that she, like, won. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't remember what else he took. And then, like, the son took the rock, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so and then Jessica goes to grab her cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just, like, it's, yeah, it's, like, you just, you see, like, the parallel of, like, you know, like, what is valuable to, like, every person because it's different. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um... Can I talk about, can I, like, do you guys have anything else to say before, like, about the ending, before I kind of, like, change it, talk about something else? I was, I wanted to talk a little bit more about, like, the cinematography and, like, the production design, because Mm -hmm. watching it the second time, like, I noticed a lot of things. Um, I mean, I'm sure, like, a lot of films do this, obviously, because it's a film, but I noticed, like, I mean, I really loved the color grading on this film. Like, it was really cool and muted during a lot of the um, scenes throughout the movie. And then um, there were a lot of wide shots. And then, like, something was always centered. You know what I mean? Not always. Not in every single shot. But a lot of it were, like, wide shots. And then there was, like, a focus on something in the middle. I kind of noticed that throughout the film. And then... Um, let me see what else. 
It's weird. And, I never, yeah. I didn't never, never noticed that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I, usually, I usually notice stuff like that, but for some reason, yeah, I just totally yeah. didn't notice it. <laughs> I mean, because um, because we knew like they were what they're nominated for. Are they nominated for cinematography? Right? Yeah, I don't think. Okay. Yeah, um, I think production uh, design and cinematography, right? Mm-hmm. I think, but we were surprised at production design, or something. Yeah. I was surprised. I we were surprised you were, at yeah. Larry was surprised yeah. at production design, but I wasn't um, surprised at production design. I think I was a little surprised at cinematography. Okay, yeah, but I, and then after like the discussion about the Oscar nominations, and I like I was like, okay, let me try to like pay attention to like the cinematography, and so like I noticed a lot of just like shots like that. I'm like, oh, okay, the. Yeah, so I thought that was really pretty. So I understand like why like they chose them to be nominated for that. Um, uh, they're actually not nominated for cinematography. They're not. Oh, they're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought they were. Yeah. Really? Uh, so the it things they're nominated for is uh, best picture, director, editor, international film, production design, and screenplay. Oh, okay. For some reason, yeah, I yeah. thought they were nominated for cinematography. Mm-hmm. But you did but notice the sh- cinematography, so I did. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I noticed. I yeah. So I noticed that, which I thought was really interesting. Um, trying to think what else. Oh, and then like another thing I wanted to mention was um, a lot of times when Mrs. Park was talking about like buying things, like she would always talk about the United States. Like yeah, when she found funny. out that when that Jessica was from the United States or Chicago, she was like, <laughs> Illinois. Oh. yeah, Illinois. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, and then she was like intrigued and she's, and then when like, I think they bought the tent or the arrows or something, she's like, oh, we bought it from the United States. Like it'll withstand like whatever, you know? Yeah. So I just thought that was very interesting. Like her dialogue about that mm-hmm. and just like maybe what. I don't know if it's something South Koreans think, but I'm like, is the U.S. very? I mean, the U.S. is based. It we're we're a power, like a like a, one of like the. I don't know what the word is, like a powerhouse, I guess. Like you know, like a big player in the world. So I was just thinking, like, do South Koreans think like the U.S. is like very prestigious and like the things that come out of our country are very like. <laughs> I don't know, like great or like really worthy or All worthwhile. Right. Yeah. Well, so I thought... r- remember, it's, it's just her. She's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 like, that could be it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's very mm-hmm. basic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very basic. <laughs> very basic. Yeah. Those are just um, a few of the things I wanted to mention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, besides that, I don't think anything else really stood out for me, at least. Even element, like even the music, I don't really remember the music that well. Uh, the cinematography was fine. The coloring, the lighting, coloring, everything was fine. Um, but yeah, the thing that intrigued me the most was definitely the story, which is why even the second time around, I didn't even notice cinematography because I was more invested into the story. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, that was just me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, a, so, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, there's a really good video on YouTube, which we'll link down below in the description, um, that breaks down the montage from the film, um, the Peach montage. Um, oh, there is? So, okay. Yeah, I've, there's I've, a really good okay. YouTube I've seen video something, on it. I've seen something else where, like, it's Bong Joon-ho and the sun, and they're, mm-hmm. like, 
they're breaking down one of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen that yeah. one? Yeah, it's like they're breaking down the opening scene or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. yeah, I've seen yeah, that I one. I haven't scene. seen the peach one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think they break down. I don't think it's the, it's from the director's perspective. It's from it's from like a, a review critic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so he does like a video essay on it, and he breaks it down, and it's 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 really it's really well done. And so okay. I'll I'll um I'll send the link, or I'll put the link down in the description uh, for yeah. those of you who are interested. Yeah, it's weird. Like, even though this is my film I chose, like, I did the least research on it. <laughs> like, I didn't even bother looking. I, I didn't want to look at other people's opinions. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I, I don't want it to affect me. I yeah. don't want it to affect mine, you know? Right. So right. that's why. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess well, that's I mean, why. That's, I guess that's why I do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when, when, when I saw the... Um... When when I saw the film and I I was thinking on that montage scene, I was like, okay, that's really cool. And then like YouTube, you know how YouTube listens to everything, or Siri listens to everything and sends it to YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. I just there was a video that popped up on it, so I was like, oh, okay, cool, and I clicked on it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So closing thoughts for this film. Um, there's one more thing I want to talk about oh. too okay. before we do closing thoughts. Sure. Um, I watched this film with uh, my friends Miguel and Gracia, and uh, when we watched it, Miguel posed this really interesting question that I uh, would want to, and I want to ask you guys. Um, but throughout the entire film, would you say that either of the families is happy? Probably not. I don't think so. I think like, I think that's like the weird thing about like having money, not having money. You know what I mean? Because like people who don't have money, we always think that having money will, you know, bring us happiness and, you know, it means that we're successful. We're happy because we have money to be able to spend on food, on travel, on things, you know, but I feel like most of the time when you hear about people talking about being happy because they have money, it, that's, it's not it. It's, you know, that's not the reason why they're happy is because they're rich. You know what I mean? Um, and then, yeah, so I don't, I don't think either family is happy. Yeah. Hmm. I kind of wish you posed this question before we started this. Because <laughs> <review. laughs> I really think about it. Why don't you it? just cut it and then put it in the beginning? <laughs> Cause I have to really, really think about it. Um, Cause like I was thinking about it the whole time when Jessica was explaining it. I was like, <laughs> "Oh man, were they? Are they?" Um, so my first reaction is no. I don't think either of them were happy. Um, but I'm actually leaning a little bit towards the park. I wouldn't. I don't know if happy is the right word. Um, but it's so weird because like. Um, both of the fathers, the Kim, the Kim, the Kim father and the Park father, they both had different views on a lot of things, so different ideals, different beliefs. Because mm-hmm. he would always, um, Mr. Park or Mr. Kim would ask Mr. Park, you know, when they were driving, he would ask him like, like, "Do you love your wife?" And then Mr. Park just laughs and he's like, "Like, what is love? Like, you know, I don't know right. if love is the right word." You know, right. what I mean? he's like, "Yeah, we'll call it love." <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, we'll call it love. Like, but it's. It's it's interesting. I don't know because like I don't know if in, the, in that case like are they happy? Are they not happy? How would you, how right. would they even define happiness? Um, so yeah, I'm already leaning towards no. I don't think either of them were happy. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? 
Um, I think I think it's a really interesting question, um, and I think the answer is no. None of like neither of them were, but I think it also just poses like a really interesting like. It's like oh man, like then. <laughs> then what are we doing? You know what I mean? Right. Um, like that's not and, the goal. Like right. what are they, what are they trying to do? You know? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like and, and they, yeah, I think it also reflects on us too. It's like oh, then what are we doing? You know? It's like we're working for money. Like we like are we trying to be happy with like with what we have? You know? Um, but then we also w- want money. You know? <laughs> like like mm-hmm. what is what is what is going on? You know? Um, right. Yeah, and then it also. Um, like like you said, it just poses this kind of like different dynamics and beliefs between both families. Um, yeah, and 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 the, the 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 parks not really knowing what love is, you know, um, when just calling what it is that they have, calling it love, you know. Um, but at the same time, like, um, yeah, like like the the Kim family always ate together, you know, we never see any of them mm-hmm. eating by themselves. Um, whereas like the, the, um, the park family, nobody mm-hmm. eats together. They all eat separately, you know? Um, and so just like these dynamics and, and stuff like that, like it makes you want to think that the poor family is happy, but their, their, their continuous like struggle to like get money makes it seem like they're not, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now, you guys have any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think that everyone needs to go see this film because it's crazy good. Um, I keep trying to tell my friends, and they're like, "Is it? Is it scary?" I'm like, "It's a thriller. There are, you know, some parts that are a little intense." Okay. They're like, "If it's too scary, I don't want to watch it." I'm like, "Seriously, guys? Like." It's not that bad. <laughs> it's just intense... this is what we're trying to tell you all the time. No, <laughs> I don't believe you. But people this should believe me. See, <laughs> this is what we're trying to tell you all the time, and you don't believe us. No, I don't believe you. Um, believe me, though. <laughs> believe in me. Okay, believe in me, people. But yeah, so I would recommend for you to go watch this film and not look up any trailers. Um, well, if you heard this whole podcast, <laughs> we spoiled everything for you. <laughs> well, now you have been spoiled, but go watch it anyway. Because um, we yeah. skipped on a lot of the little details. So. That's true. Yeah, we skipped on a lot of details. Um, we kind of just got to like more the more vital pivotal points of the story but um yeah it's it's a great film i um <laughs> i know jonathan doesn't agree with me but from the korean films that i've seen they've always they've never let me down like they've always had good storyline and uh, i've always been very intrigued by korean films um south korean films um so and and this is another one for the books so um yeah, I think it. This is just a great story about um, just the reality of you know a family trying to make it and you know provide and you know having to. I guess I don't want to say it's extreme, but to kind of do what you have to do to survive and you know to make ends meet. So um, I thought it was just a very like 
a really good story and it's very well told. Good job, Bong Joon Ho. I am looking forward to what you do next. What's your rating? I know you write stuff. Oh yeah, this is like a ten out of ten. Whoa. Wow. This is this is a ten this is a ten out of ten, okay? Like this is probably gonna be one of my like my like Larry House's like top list of films. Like this is up there. This is like up there. Yeah, because after the movie, I was just like, wow, my mind is blown. I'm like, what did I just watch? I had to watch it again. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is like one of the movies that I could probably watch over and over again and not be tired of it. Yeah. Mm. 10 out of 10. Jonathan? Um, it's a really good film. And I think that people should watch it. Do I think it's for everybody? No. I think there are some people who are not going to appreciate it for what it is. Um, and that's unfortunate. Um, for example, the people who are in the Academy and don't vote for Best Picture, you know, don't vote for it for Best Picture. Those yeah. people just don't get it, you know? Um, it's because like, instead, they're rich. <laughs> instead, let's vote for this misogynistic and racist um, movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Let's vote for that one instead, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't think it's for everybody, but I, I do think that it is a very, very iconic piece of art that if you appreciate film, then you would appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a phenomenal film and I think that, um, I think that, um, it is worth people's time. Yeah, that's what I think. Yes, so I agree with both of y'all. I would definitely highly recommend this film to those who are interested in uh, just really a story about family and just what they try to do to um, to survive, to live, and the different perspectives on on family. Um, so yeah, I I would just highly recommend it. Um, it is a I think it is a little up there in terms of like in terms of like artisticness it's a little up there so it's it's not for everyone as Sheldon said it's not for everyone um if you're looking for something like guns and explosions and all that crazy stuff you don't get that until near the end but um (laughs) well there aren't really any explosions or guns (laughs) but you won't get anything like that until like but like when like stuff like that hits the fan like it really hits the fan um so this is more like a social thriller along the lines of Jordan Peele's works. Um, it's very similar to that. And mm-hmm. So just kind of go in uh, watching this film with that in mind. Um, so yeah, as I said, I would highly, highly recommend this film. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that pretty much does it for our review. Um, now we're going to go on to like kind of things what we're talking about or what we're watching, what we're going to watch, what we've been watching, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first, Jonathan? Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So let's see. I'm really excited for Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Season 3. It's coming out on Friday, I believe it is. Um, if you follow me on my blog, which I will also link down below, um, I'll probably write on it, uh, write about it there once I finish binging it. Um, I love Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I think the first season was really, really great. 
The second season was good. So I'm hoping the third one doesn't, you know, go to shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that's always the hope. Uh, that's what yeah. happened with Riverdale. Riverdale season one was, like, really good. <laughs> season two was, like, okay. And the season season three was, like, what the heck is this crap? You I know? keep telling people, you're going to run out of steam. You can't, can't, can't keep doing it forever. And that, until you yeah. run out of, you're going to run out of stories to tell. Like, that's just how it yeah. is. Like, that's yeah. just the nature of things. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope season three is really good. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, I just finished watching Weathering With You, which is Makoto Shinkai. Um, which is his kind of like sec, I believe it's his second theatrical debut. Um, and so, uh, I really liked it and I'm writing a blog on it soon. And again, I'll post it down below. Um, and then I also finished watching high school musical, the series on Disney plus, and that was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, so if you, if you liked high school musical, um, like when it first came out, I definitely recommend it. Um, if you didn't care about High School Musical, but then you like complex high school drama, then I think that you would really enjoy High School Musical the series. Yeah, those are kind of the main things that I'm thinking through and watching and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Jess? Um trying to think i honestly haven't been watching a lot again well my shows came back from winter like break so um i watched this is us this is us an episode today that came out which was really good and i was like really (laughs) teary-eyed i was like this is good storytelling like this is it people like this show (laughs) is it okay like if you haven't seen this is us start it now because it's so good um and then I recently rewatched Black Swan, <laughs> the movie mm. with Darren, directed by Darren Aronofsky, um, um, because 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 BTS like they had a song that's come out called Black Swan, of and, yeah, and it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of based on that, and they have like an art film kind of like based on that too. So I was like, okay, let me rewatch this, and um, yeah, I read. I mean, I I kind of remember it the first time I watched it, but then I didn't. Um, but I actually really liked it. Um, I think Natalie Portman does a great job. I think she won mm-hmm. Best Actress, right, for, for that. I think she um, did. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And then I was like looking up trivia on like, and she trained for a whole year, and the movie wasn't even like in production yet. So I was like, wow, that's like dedication right there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, and I think her dad also excommunicated um, with her because she did. She decided to do the film. Yeah. Because it has a, a same-sex kiss in it as well as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, she's she's Jewish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so her dad was like, "If you do this film, I'm not going to talk to you." And oh, okay. That's really it. sad. Wow. But yeah, um, it's really sad. Um, but it was wow. a great film. Mm-hmm. I liked it more than Mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, Black Swan is a really great film. Uh, yeah, it's I, a yeah, good. It was a really film. good film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really liked that one a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I started watching You season two. I'm only on like the second episode. I've been really lazy trying to go through my shows. I don't know why. <laughs> But I really liked you season one. It was really good. So I just, I'm, I need to go through season two. But that's all I'm really watching. I'm not really watching too much. Just try to catch up on my shows here and there. But 
yeah yep mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. uh so i should be watching oscars nom film nominations <gasps> right but we we should be but i've been really lazy um i've been kind of working on a project i've been always working on projects but uh i'm trying to watch like a lot of like jackie chan films um even like his old ones and just trying to see like which ones are really good which ones are really really bad um uh just for like a, a future project i want to do and uh so that's what i've been doing i've been binge watching like every day one jackie chan film um and some of them i like the opening intro would pop up i'm like man i don't really want to sit through this because i know it's gonna be really really bad <laughs> like really really bad um but there was one that really really surprised me so i'm just gonna kind of um just reveal it i guess like i want to talk about it in my project but i'll just do it now um so like in 1976 jackie chan made a film called shaolin wooden men so it, it, jackie chan plays like this mute mute character who goes through like shaolin training and whatnot um and but the thing is like because he's mute like no one wants to train him or deal with him because you know like, oh this guy's dumb like i don't, don't want to train with him i don't want to do anything with him um but there's other masters in the temple who who look at him and say you know what you have potential um you know you're not like the other shallon kids whatever and so he he learns from these like three different masters um and one of the masters he learns from uh like teaches him everything teaches all, all the fundamentals to pass the shallon wooden men test whatever so he passes it and then this master tells him like hey um like before you leave i want you to do this for me he's like do you promise do you swear to do it he's like yeah yeah sure i'll do it so he does it he fulfills his master's wish um and the whole time, Jackie Chan's character, what he's trying to do is he's trying to find his father's killer. Um, so he took like a vow of silence to um, until he finds his father's killer and avenges his father, basically. So he goes through this whole thing. Um, and uh, the plot twist, I guess, plot twist, is that one of the masters, one of the Shaolin masters was his father's killer. And when he discovers this, you know, he breaks his vow of silence. They have a big fight. And then, like... The film was like a the film was good already by then because this whole struggle of like training becoming better the film was already good by then until Jackie Chan stops the fight and he says hey I'm gonna forget my vow of um, I'm gonna forget my vendetta you know my my vengeance if you promise to go back to Shaolin Temple and surrender yourself and um, the master goes and says okay I'll do it but then he fakes it you know he plays around he fakes it tries to kill jackie chan but kills himself instead and the film ends and then for me i'm like what the heck like why couldn't star wars do this <laughs> like, <laughs> like you see how easy that was you see how good that was you know what i mean like that ending just showed so much so freaking much about like what character does what a character actually is it's probably a little more true to kind of the characters jackie chan tends to play um, but yeah, that was such a real. It's like 1976, like around the time Star Wars was made. Like they made this film. It's like a really old Chinese martial arts film. It's about some dude who like, who wants to like, who has all this crazy revenge mission, but like decides not to do it. You know, because he he knows and he learned so much from like, from what he did and what, how he got there. He remembers and decides to like pull back and said, you know what, I'm gonna forget about this because I respect you. You know, you're my teacher. Whatever, all this stuff. I'm like see like that's that's the good stuff that no one really does anymore you know so i was just like so disappointed when like just comparing it to like stories now i'm like man what the heck this is like a diamond in the rough like this is a really (laughs) really good film and so i'm hoping that when i'm kind of digging through all these older jackie chan films i'll find stuff like that but yeah that one just blew me like blew my mind 
I was like tearing up a little bit watching. I was like, what the <laughs> heck? That's so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, otherwise, like, uh, been watching Untamed. Hmm. Uh, a little bit of Untamed. I'm only like maybe 12, 12 episodes in. Uh, it's starting to slow down a lot. Uh, Untamed is like this Chinese drama about these um, about these cultivator <laughs> schools. <laughs> and Jonathan knows. We, we're kind of watching it. We're kind of watching it. Um, it's it a little a bit... Lot of- has a lot of sexual tension between the two main characters. Yeah, the two male characters. The two male characters, yeah. It's really funny. Like, I can't handle it. (laughs) (laughs) But um, regardless of that, though, like, it's it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good storytelling, pretty good, like, setting, building, whatever. Um, Yeah, but besides that, I haven't really been watching too much. I am looking forward to, though, um, the turning, Color Out Mm. of Space... Uh, those couple films will be coming out in this month, and yeah. we got to catch up on the Oscars, on the Oscar film nominations. Um, yeah. And I, I always tell, like, uh, I, I tell Jonathan Jess, like, at least watch the best picture films. You don't have to watch everything else because, like, I think it'll be impossible to watch all the other film nominations <laughs> uh, by the time February 9th comes around. Um, but at least best picture, um, so that way we can at least. Mm understand like if we watch all the best picture stuff we'll be able to look at it and say yeah okay i think we understand why they yeah. picked it or we're like why the hell did you not pick parasite <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like you know one of those so yeah. um mm-hmm. i was gonna i was gonna say i forgot i tried watching the irishman on netflix mm-hmm. oh my god i could not sit through it i could <laughs> only seen- watch have you huh? seen martin any have you seen anything by martin Scorsese i've before? seen the departed um, I can't remember. That one what doesn't else count because that's based off of um, a Hong Kong film. Oh, I don't. Know. I don't think it counts. Yeah, because it's I don't like, know. Because Scorsese had something to work with. You know, he had yeah. like a plot thing to kind of work with. And... But this one's based <laughs> off a book, I think. <laughs> and I guess he based the plot line off of that. I guess the book's really slow. <laughs> yeah, because oh my god, I was. I mean, like... he based um he based Silence off a of book too. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, his previous film Silence was off. Have of you book. seen okay. Silence, Jess? No. You should watch it, I think. No, no, it's just you get bored. It's hecka slow. It's slow, but you should watch it. It's hecka slow. Oh my god, guys, the (laughs) Irishman was like like watching a snail go from point A to point B. I was like, (laughs) oh my goodness, when is this story going to pick up? What was the last film that was like that? Uh, Annihilation? Was it Annihilation? Yeah. With Natalie Portman? Annihilation was good, but it was slow, though. It was very I didn't slow. feel like it was slow when it I was, was watching slow. it. I felt like Arrival was slow. <laughs> Arrival was kind of slow. It didn't arrive on time. <laughs> Arrival was slow. When is this movie going to arrive? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Scorsese is just a really, really slow. Oh, Scorsese, my God. That's just I, 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 it, it might be his age, too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a messed up, bro. <laughs> That's hecka messed up. No, Scorsese is really good, but like, oh my god, I will be straight up though. Like, Silence is real slow, and I can only imagine how slow The Irishman is, especially if it's, it's three and a half three hours. Three and a long. half hours long. It's, how it's like slow Titanic can you go? long. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Like thirty minutes. I mean, like I told my friend that I tried to watch it, and he's like, he's like, he kind of like told me the story behind it. I was like, okay, like that makes sense. Like I get why I get the story now, but I'm like, I ain't going to go back and watch it. Like I'm good. Like I saw just enough, just Mm -hmm. enough. Like it was funny because in the movie, are you guys going to watch it? 
Right, yeah, or I'm try to watch it. it. Okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, probably like in the don't movie. Spoil it. I won't. I won't spoil it. Um, in the movie, it's just um, Robert De Niro. His char- stop. No, it's just his. No, it's just like his character. <laughs> like, because it's a lot of like flashback through this through for the story. So like they make him look younger, and I was like, oh my god. It's like bad I VFX. Mean, it's, it's not bad per se. Like they don't make him like super young, like he's twenty or something. Did like, it like get nominated for best visual effects? Did it? It did. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so if you didn't like it, then it must not be good. No, it, it didn't get visual effects, but it okay. got like the co- that's the why costume design. Did it get costume design or something? Probably, but I don't see it on okay. here. Yeah, I mean, like, not the the cost. The oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, they were visual effects. What the heck? I actually did get visual effects. What the heck? I need to re-update this Uh, list. It's wrong. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get that far into the film to actually see any visual effects. I mean, maybe his makeup. No, that that is visual effects. Oh, that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like the um. Like, flashbacks of him being younger and stuff. That's visual effects. Yeah, like, okay. uh, whatchamacallit. If you ever watch Captain Marvel, that's, that's what they did with Samuel L. Jackson. Same thing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. then, yeah. I mean, yeah. it wasn't bad. They didn't make him look like he was 20. I mean, he... It, I don't know how old he is now. But, like, they made him maybe look... 20 years younger, maybe? And it wasn't bad, but I was just like, I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that they made him look younger, and I was just wondering why they didn't cast someone who looked maybe similar to him. Yeah. To tell the story. That just seems to be a big trend now. I don't know why. That's. I don't think that's a good idea. Unless yeah. it's like. Unless it's like very important or very specific, like you don't. No. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like I can't imagine watch the this. Hobbit with like the same old actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not Martin Freeman. <laughs> like, yeah. Imagine that. And like, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, because then they did something similar with Joe Pesci's character, too, where, like, they did flashbacks of him, like, being younger. But, um, yeah, I was just like, eh, yeah, I'm done. So I ain't gonna watch this. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I'm sorry, Martin yeah. Scorsese. I will not watch your film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. that reminds me. I saw nope. The Grudge, and it was terrible. No. <laughs> Don't see it. Don't watch it. Yeah. I wasn't you, planning you, on. You mentioned that it was formatted it. exactly like the original Japanese one. Yep. Like, so it's all about a house, and then it's all about the people who are connected to that house. Yep. And each character has like their own little jump scare. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I was yep. never a fan of that. <laughs> but even even worse than that, because they introduce elements of a character's story without it having any impact on the main story oh you know yeah for like and also like for for a movie that has so much to do with like the plot and the story there's no plot and story (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) okay i will have to check it out for myself (laughs) i don't want to spoil it for you but there's this there's this part at the end do you mind if I do you mind if I no, spoil? Or? That's fine. Go ahead. You don't mm-hmm. care. Okay. So there's a part at the end where the main character is running through the house and she she's she's kind of getting these visions of like of what happened in the house, right? And okay. and the ghost is like, I want to show you what happened. I want to show you what happened. Like and it like echoes throughout the house. And so she's like going through the house. Literally nothing happens. Like she's like, I want to show you what happens. I want to show you what happened. And I'm like. Girl, nothing happened. Like what? 
what do you want to show me? Like, nothing happened, you know? Like, it just didn't make any sense. I'm just like, okay, like, uh, nothing nothing is happening. What do you always, mean you want to show me something, you know? I always wonder how these moves get green-lighted, you know what I mean? They're like, Because it's pretty- Sam Raimi. I don't, I, I don't know, know who why. that is, but uh, he's um, the producer who um, originally came up with the idea of Spider-Man. So he's the one who behind the Tobey Maguire like Spider-Man. Oh, uh, yeah. So he's yeah. like big name. Um, yeah, but it's Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Like, why would yeah, you I know, say which yes? Isn't great. <laughs> which yeah. I was like, why would you say yes to the guy who made Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, then, mm. it's just Sam Raimi. He just has a big name, and so you know. That's, I think that's so dumb, like, you know, how it is, like, in Hollywood, like, you, if you have a big name, and even though they have, like, a crappy movie, like, they'll still yeah. make it. Mm-hmm. Like, I but would want, yeah. yeah. I need good storytelling. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, but what's interesting is Newton Brothers composed the music. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. The best thing about the film was the music. Oh, really? Like, yeah, because, like, I was listening to the music, right? I was like, damn, this music, hella good. And then at the end, it was like music by the Newton Brothers. I was like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Like wow, listening they're, to it, I was like, they're oh my really gosh. good. Okay, the, oh. the music is so good, and John Cho was amazing. Other mm-hmm. than that, I mean, the cast was also really, really good, but the story was just so bad. It was just so bad. It See, as it, like, I don't get it. Like as an actor. I don't know if I'd ever want to put my name to a story that I would I didn't believe in or that I wanted to tell. Hey, if you yeah. get paid for it, like a good good amount, you I don't might know. Do it. Like okay, <laughs> I don't that's know. why actors pick up bad bad gigs too sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like KJ Appa and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the it was Jeremy Camp movie that's coming out. <laughs> See, I don't. There's a I what mean, movie? <laughs> I don't the know. Camp I, camp movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think camp I think you told us about that last time. Yeah. Or you told really? me or something. KJ oh, Appa, who's like yeah. the star of Riverdale, like one of the hottest hotties out there right now. Like he's like he he he's playing the role of Jeremy Camp in, in the new Jeremy <laughs> Camp film. I was like, what are you doing? You know, like what hey, the heck? Hey, so weird. Hey, you, you know, you want to experiment, and push yourself, right? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. I feel like if I was an actor, like, if I didn't believe in the story or think I could portray it well, I don't think I would do it, even if it paid paid money. That's just me, but I don't know. Yeah, but, like, you know, we're not like Leonardo DiCaprio or Will Smith, unless you have that status. <laughs> you get to it's, choose what you, gotta, you want. Yeah, you can't really choose what you really, really want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then I was going to say, I haven't been watching a lot of stuff because I've been reading <laughs> our book. Oh, right. That we're, like, trying to to write about. So I've been mm-hmm. trying to do, like, research on that, too. Yeah. And then I got to, and then I got to the chapter about war. <laughs> yeah, the war chapter is really good. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I was like, this could be a good story to tell, like, the the secret war. I don't want, I wouldn't want to tell it documentary style. I'd want to tell, like, an actual story. But the thing is, I was just like, ugh, it's so tedious. Like, doing research yeah. and finding it's, it's, that story. It's weird, though, because, like, a lot of Hmong films back in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s were about the Vietnam War. Yeah. Yeah. The um, Chao Fa films. Yeah, that and also, like, I remember <laughs> one particular scene I remember for some reason is uh, them trying to escape. and But then their baby was making too much noise, so they had to, like drug their baby but they gave him too much and they died or something 
So there's oh. that scene. There's one scene that happened, and then another scene was like this dude stepped on a mine. He was like, he was like, oh crap, I stepped on a mine. Like guys, get away. Like I can't. I'm not gonna survive. And so then uh, the mine eventually like blew up, right? It blew off his leg. And I think like a lot of the stuff like while we were, while like we're Monk Studios when they were producing this, it, in a way it was kind of way for us to kind of like um, express express like the trauma or express mm-hmm. our grief like kind of what mm-hmm. we went through during that time um yeah. we don't see those nowadays if i think about it now i don't really remember that but then when we were doing like a lot of film stuff um like growing up like i would remember those films i'm like wow mm-hmm. like that's that's pretty crazy um and yeah. i remember i remember grandpa watching and stuff like that too so yeah i mean yeah. i think it would be really cool to to tell a story we'd have to I mean, we could always make up a story, find a story. I think it'd be better mm-hmm. if we find a story. Um, and yeah. then um, to even write about it. I know, Jonathan, war movies aren't your thing. But I think it could be a powerful story uh, to tell. Because I don't think it has been yeah. told well through, like, uh, I guess, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I guess it's never even made it to Hollywood. But yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, not, not, not the secret war. No. Yeah, yeah. So I think... That would yeah. be, like, a really interesting story to tell. Because they just, mm-hmm. in general, like, a lot of people don't know about it. Like, it's only yeah. recently been put in the history books, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. and then I was, I was as I was reading through it, I was thinking about, like, I don't even know, like, mom and dad's story about them. Like, being, like, their story, like, going through all of that, you know what I mean? Like, we mm-hmm. hear bits and pieces from mom and dad. But, like, I want to hear their whole story of, like, you know, of... Uh, there, if they can remember, like during that time, like being the being in the war and then like being refugees and like having to move and travel and so yeah, I just it just gave me a lot of ideas of stories that could be told mm-hmm. eventually, like screenplays yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll have Michael Bay do it. He did Pearl Harbor. <laughs> no, I want it to be good. Okay, I know. I'm trying Not to think of a good like... war film. Um, Michael Bay well, did, did Pearl uh, Harbor? Freaking, obviously. Yeah, Michael Bay did Pearl Harbor. That is correct. Um, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Just please Band tell of... me you guys have seen Saving Private Ryan. Yes, I have. That is a really good war film. I think I've seen it. You need to freaking watch Saving Private Ryan. If you're so picky about war films, you don't like war films, that's well, a really I mean, good war film. I was telling Jess that like I there's like war TV shows that I really liked, like Band of yeah. Brothers. Yeah, really Band of Brothers yeah. is really good. Band of Brothers is yeah. really good. I mean, yeah, Steven but, Spielberg even produced that too. So, yeah, it's just like most mm. war war films. I just don't really, just don't really like them. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't really like Pearl Harbor. Yeah, well, that was, was, was more was, like a love story. I was joking about Pearl was Harbor. <laughs> Pearl Harbor is not a good film. I was joking about it. Yeah, that <laughs> a lot of guns and explosions. And yeah, it's Michael Bay. You know. <laughs> Yeah, with, like, if we, I, I don't know if I would ever write it, I'd probably write it with you guys, but, um, yeah, I think it'd be a good piece of history to tell, because it hasn't been told yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. always propose this to other people, I was like, you know, I want to do something like Forrest Gump, but, like, from, like, about, like, uh, what, from, like, a Hmong person during the Secret War kind of covered through different parts of history something like that but yeah i was like ah oh, maybe but it's just an, just a thought yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay you guys have anything else to add before we wrap up no nope, i don't think so no okay 
Alright, so that pretty much does it for this episode of The Outside Story. Um, so our next episode will be about the Oscars. We'll be talking about, I believe, our reactions and everything that won and got nominated. Um, which will be on February 9th, 2020. Um, if you're curious, Parasite, which is the film we just reviewed, got nominated for several um, like uh, categories, including uh, Best Picture, Director, Editor, uh, Best International Film Feature, Production Design, and Original Screenplay. Uh, so definitely like keep an eye out for that. Um, and we're hoping that Parasite was just going to sweep everything. But, yes, <laughs> but, sweep uh, it up. Sweep, sweep it up. I don't know. Probably not going to happen. Sweep it in their bags. But, uh, you never know. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. Parasite just be that sleeper hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, to be a nominated is definitely, definitely something to be highly spoken of. Um, but yes, so uh, once again, I'm Larry. I'm Jessica. And I'm Jonathan. And thanks for tuning in. Bye.